Welcome to the Wild Sisterhood Podcast. Friendship, fellowship, motherhood, and everything in between. Welcome to the hood. This is the Wild Sisterhood Podcast. Yes, season two, episode seven. Yeah, I'm so excited. We're already on seven. I know. Can you believe that? It is God's number. It is God's number. And this podcast is going to go hand in hand because this is birth. Okay. And I mean, you're you're wondering to yourself. How? How does birth... And love go together. Well, but this it, is the month of February. It takes love making to make to make a baby. baby. I don't know. You know what? We're working it in. Okay. This is February. This is the month of love. Um, we just did self love. Yeah. And now we're gonna talk about love for the babies. Yeah, oh babies. Yeah. I am such a baby person. I know you are. I mean bless your heart. I honestly There has I to be somebody. I would have just had all the babies in the world. <laughs> so crazy, girl. Oh. Okay, we're going to be sharing our personal birth stories on this podcast. Yes. Yeah, cuz I have uh, you know, uh, our perspectives are so different. Yes. So you're three C-sections. Yep. Three. I'm two births. Mm-hmm. Vaginal births. Yep. So, um I I'm so excited. One of the biggest things for someone who is going to have a baby, has ever had a baby, is maybe thinking about having a baby. Birth plans never really go oh. the way that you think. You know when you go to the doctor and they give you these papers no. and tell you to write out your birth plan? Just no. Throw it out the window. I mean, honestly, the goal <laughs> of birth is just to have a happy, healthy Amen. delivery. Amen. And uh, you know what? As long as you're both together in the end. Yes. That's all that matters. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. healthy, happy, alive people. And you know what? I want to just say this for for women who maybe have had stillbirths yeah. or miscarriages. Yeah. Like first of all, do you yeah, me, me too. too. Megan and I both have had miscarriages. Yeah. yeah. Um and so we know the pain of of loss. Yeah. And um for me, my miscarriage actually happened after I had already had my boys. Yeah. And so I was very, like, highly aware of, you know, what I was supposed to be experiencing. Yeah. And then I had this massive loss. Yeah. For Megan. I have two Earthside children and I have three heavenly babies. Okay. Um, so Kareth has three Earthside children and one heavenly baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I had um, two losses previously before I ever had um, in, gave birth, and then one in between my girls. Yes, yeah. After I conceived MG, I was so paranoid. Okay, okay. I never had like that blissful, uh, naive yeah. feeling of everything's great, nothing's going to happen because I already lost before. Yeah. Okay. So for me, it was it, it was just incredibly scary like the whole time. I mean, honestly, <laughs> with D, I, I don't know <clears throat> if I just, like I am, I can struggle very much with anxiety. Yeah. And so I really did struggle a lot yeah. with my pregnancy with D because I was just at any moment I felt like, yeah, I could lose this thing, and there are a lot of contributing factors to that. Yeah, um, when I went in for my twelve week scan with mm-hmm. D, um, the ultrasound tech, um, looked at me and she said, "I just want to prepare you oh my for the fact that you may have a spontaneous abortion." Mm, my um, what? with no backstory, and so at twelve weeks. Pregnant. I was so shaken by her words. 
I would be angry. I was, but I didn't know how to be angry. I wasn't entirely sure what was going on. I, I didn't know if what she saw was something crazy. And I just, I'm like, was my body just failing me? Like, I wasn't yeah. sure what was going on. Yeah. Um, I actually am like this weird anomaly. I have a uterine malformation mm-hmm. and I didn't find out how extensive it was mm-hmm. until after I had a miscarriage. Yeah. So like... Uh, Two pregnancy, two successful pregnancies. Yeah. And then a failed pregnancy. Yeah. And that's when I found out how severe well, you my had situation a su- surgery was. required for that Correct. miscarriage. Yes. So um a little more investigating yeah. probably brought that on. Actually yeah. like multiple procedures just yes. trying to figure out what to do, how to fix it. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I too had to have a surgery. It, mine was actually, um, an emergency. It was so scary. Um, so my miscarriage between the girls, if there is an ultrasound technician who can deliver bad news in the best way, she did it. And so I laid on the table and she was so kind, but it was immediate. So we talked about um, finding out about a miscarriage via ultrasound in one of our previous episodes, but I knew on the table, I knew. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's just my instincts. I knew. Okay. And so she opened the computer and she put the ultrasound wand on and she said, okay, there's no heartbeat. It was very quick. There was no prolonged looking around, digging around, trying to find, you know, making me nervous. And so I, it, for me, that was the best way to find out. Yeah. Very quick and very calm. Okay. So there's I think no heartbeat. for me, um, I absolutely, absolutely, absolutely love the ultrasound tech that yeah. told me that yeah. I miscarried. Yeah. Um, she is who walked me through the, both of my pregnancies with my boys. Um, and like I said, at 12 weeks with D, I found out that I was extremely high risk. And yeah. so I had way more ultrasounds than like the normal average person. So me and the tech, we got real close, like yeah. buddy, buddy. Yeah. She knew like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, um, she knew how fragile I was because she knew that I knew what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And what she said was, how many weeks are you? Yeah. And I told her, and she said, well, let me just tell you this, what you're measuring and what is here or what you're, you're telling me and what is here Does not are five weeks different. Yeah. And so, you know, and so I knew, Yeah, I knew that I had gone five weeks yeah. with no progress. Yeah. yeah. Well, the joy though, that came from that ultrasound technician after that miscarriage when I God. got pregnant with A yes. was unmatched. Oh my god. You know, goodness. because I feel like she experienced the loss with me and that's what made it so um not easy, but a yes. little easier. So when I had a miscarriage, it was 2020. It was yeah. like in the middle of the pandemic, so it was super weird and we were all wearing, you know, yes. face coverings uh, and yes. masks oh, and yeah. all the stuff. Yeah. And I remember when I had, I walked from the the ultrasound suite into like the actual doctor's office. I remember my my doctor, who in the beauty of everything, actually is the doctor who delivered baby B. Yeah. Um. But she <clears throat> took off her mask and she said, "Can I just hug you?" Yeah. And I'm sure that bla- breaks every. Well, she like, gave you medical... a piece of humanity. She made me feel yeah. human. Yeah. Yeah. In something that felt so. Not Alien. human. Yeah. But the beauty of both of those people, the ultrasound tech and that doctor, yeah. is they got to walk me through the fullness yeah. of beauty 
of the birth of baby B. Yeah. Well, speaking of beauty and such a devastating moment, yeah. um, kind of just going back. So I had, I had to have an emergency surgery because, um, when they were doing the ultrasound, the OBGYN saw blood clots in my ovaries. Oh. Yeah. So, which is scary mm-hmm. and very important that they remove them almost yeah. immediately. And so I was sitting in the room and he said, I'm so sorry. This is pretty much immediate when I found yeah. out I was having a miscarriage. I'm sure. so sorry for your loss. And then he says, however, we found this and we need to do the surgery pretty quick. And I said, okay, well, let me get my calendar out, you know. And he said, no, we need to do it tomorrow morning. And so <laughs> I was um, shaken by yeah. that. I just uh, found out I was having this miscarriage, but also I'm having to have emergency surgery. And I'm the type of person who does not want to go under anesthesia while I have small children. Yeah. I'm paranoid that I'm going to die. Yeah. Okay. And then who's going to take care of my kids? My wonderful husband, of course. However, I don't want to die. Me. Uh, <laughs> right. So blessing and beauty and disguise yes. of a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah. If I hadn't had that miscarriage, though, yeah. would we have found... The blood clots? I mean, I don't I, I don't right. know. That's the beauty right. of like So God's plan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so our birth stories. Yeah. Um, they are so, so, so totally different. Oh my gosh, yes. Could not be any more different. Yeah. Let me just say, Megan, your first birth, which would be MG. Yeah. You had did you have an epidural? I did. So I had a a uh, typical hospital birth. So um, I recently, my husband and I recently had moved to Birmingham. Okay. And I knew absolutely no one. Yeah. Okay. I had no friends and no family. And so, of course, who do you ask to find an OBGYN? We don't know anybody. Sure. So I found somebody and um, I was young. I didn't know anything. I was uneducated and they wanted to induce me for now I know was kind of just like silly and convenient reasons. Sure. Um, so I was induced and Pitocin. Medical reasons. Right. Quote. Pitocin is literally a nightmare with contractions. It makes it so much worse. It's unbearable. And I had back labor. Oh, I was, it was, it was horrible. I was on my back, um, in labor, pushing for four hours with this girl. And I will never forget. I actually think I've shared this on the podcast before, but my nurse's name was Jada Whitaker. And I, I'm still friends with her to this day. Mm. Praise God for her. That girl changed my life. Yeah. She prayed over me with every contraction. And um, MG came out with the umbilical cord wrapped twice around her neck. Okay. The girl was navy blue. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I had no idea anything was wrong because I'm a first-time mom. Very yeah. uneducated. Yeah. Okay. And everybody is quiet and working very mm. quickly. And I just wanted them to put her on my chest. That's all I wanted. Okay. And they're scrambling and they're pushing on her and they're unwrapping Mm. and they're, you know, they're syringing her nose. And then I heard her cry. And in that moment, it was just everything else. I honestly call that moment like it's, it is, it is this beautiful moment where heaven touches earth. Oh my gosh. It is so like holy. I grew this person and now she's here. It's wild. Yeah. Totally wild. Yeah. Um, and then. My second birth experience was absolutely insanely different. Yeah. So with A, I gave birth naturally. Yeah. With no pain medicine. And, and I, you were like almost 42 weeks. I, yes. I was overdue with both girls. Um, A few days with MG, but almost two weeks with A. And I was way more educated. I knew what my body was capable of doing and I trusted myself. Yeah. And I trusted my midwives. Yeah. And so I actually gave birth at a birthing center, not yes. a hospital. Yeah. 
and um, I uh, contracted while walking around um, in in the squatting position on a yoga ball, and I gave birth in a bathtub. Yes. Yes. Completely naturally. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It, I mean, it's said... Like, I love stories like that. Yes. And you know what? If you are listening and you are questioning whether or not you can, believe me, you can. And if I had the choice again between a pain-free, relatively pain-free hospital birth or a lots of pain natural birth, I would go the latter over and over and over again. I mean, yeah. don't be afraid. Be brave. Don't be afraid. Be Be brave. brave. Yeah. Yeah. So my story is so, so different than that. I told you that... Um, I had this uterine malformation. Um, this malformation does not allow for vaginal birth. Yeah. And so I knew at 20 weeks with D that I would never have. How did they figure that a out? A vaginal birth. I don't really know if I should go into the <laughs> anatomy of that. So I have a septum. Okay. That divides my body. Okay. From, like... Tip to tail. Kind of. Okay. And so there is not a space... Okay. ...big enough for a baby to drop naturally into that area. Okay. Um, it would it would have, like, literally what they say is it would have torn me apart. Into, yeah. And so I knew medically I was not able to... Um, have a vaginal birth. Isn't what a time to be alive? Can you imagine? If I mean, you had given what would birth? have happened? Yes, I would have torn from limb to limb. And like I would have just potentially died. I mean, yeah, what yeah. I could have bled out. I yes. mean, there's, there's so many. Or things. what could have happened to your babies? Oh my gosh! But yeah. because so, um, D actually had um also a single vessel cord mm-hmm. because I have this uterine malformation. Um, basically, all three of my babies were like formed and incubated in like what would be considered as like one half a uterus. That is amazing. You are amazing. Yes. So <laughs> I honestly miracle. Like yes. just miracle on miracle on miracle. Yeah. And I am so thankful yeah. that the Lord has graciously allowed me to have babies. Yeah. Because it has been my biggest desire since yeah. I was very small. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you I have walked and carried the guilt of not being able to naturally deliver my children. Yes. I struggled with it so hard. Yes. Because I believe with all of my being that as women, God created our bodies to function in such a way. Yeah. Created, you know, contractions to, uh, like, to give way to you know, birth and to pushing out this, this child and mm-hmm. all of those things. And so I felt robbed yeah. of those experiences, but I also felt this harsh judgment on my brokenness. Yeah. I felt broken because I couldn't deliver the way that I thought I was to. supposed to. Yeah. No. And so... And so many women feel that way. Yeah. My twin sister, we're twins. Yes. Okay. And... My body was capable to do it twice. Yeah. Thank you, God. Yeah. And Mallory's body was not able. Right. That girl, that girl. She tried. She labored naturally for 20 hours. Yeah. Before her sweet boy Jay finally told her, 
I can't do it. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And they took her for emergency C-section and thank you God he's here and he's so handsome. Yeah. Oh, we just love baby Jay. I mean, squish. But we're twins. Yes. You know, so you would have thought that we could both. Right. I mean, so like I just want to say if this is you, if you have struggled with the, that thought or that feeling, that brokenness, like yeah. it's okay. Yeah. First of all, it's okay. It's okay. And there could be a hundred other brokennesses yeah. that you struggle with yeah. when it comes to, you know, fertility or miscarriages or birth or parenting mm-hmm. or womanhood or, you know, whatever. But I just want to say, like, I- I'm here with you. Yeah, me too. Three C-sections later, I'm here. Yeah. Still saying, I wish my body would have done this. I know. But I realized it couldn't. Yeah. Um, and medically they realized for me, it wasn't like, it wasn't, I wasn't like a voluntary, like, yeah. let's do this C-section. Yeah. Um, and so for me, um, because of some of those complications, um, with D, I actually, um, was 37 weeks, four days. Buddy boy was just coming. Yeah. And, um, my fluid level went super, super low and it was making my heart rate go super, super high. Yes. And it made his heart rate start to go super, super high. So, um, they sent me to the hospital, like from my doctor's office, just, you know, on a Friday, (laughs) they were like, today is baby day. And so I went over and I delivered him and he came out like super skinny and, just this scrawny little, like, Sweet wasn't done girl. cooking, but just was still coming. Little turkey. And so, <laughs> I mean, so sweet. I mean, he's just so sweet. Yeah. And so, I thought he was the cutest thing that I ever saw in my whole life. Sure he did. Um, and so, my boys are actually only 14 months apart. Bless you. Um, so, <laughs> I got pregnant pretty quick after that, and... Um, my second was actually planned as well. Yeah. Um, a lot of that is like my number one question. It was done ask. on purpose. It was done on purpose. <laughs> um, and so uh, C was totally different. C, like if you know me, C, and you know what C looks like, C is just a massive child. Oh my gosh. That I co- mean, he finally grew into his head a little Bruiser. Boy. Yes. I mean, big buddy. Yes. Um, C was always bruiser, big buddy. Yeah. Like he just was big. Yeah. And so um C actually came at 38 weeks, yeah. which is funny cuz it's not actually that much longer. And um one of the things about my malformation is I knew very early that I was not going to carry any of my children past that maybe like 37 30 sure. week, 37 38 week like mark. That sure. was kind of like the sweet spot that I had to get to. Um and so I was in full labor with yeah. C. Ooh. Oh. Um, the world was falling apart. And I, at the time, we were, um, we had dinner with uh, some pastor friends of ours. And for whatever reason, their air conditioning, so it was like unseasonably warm. Mm. And their air conditioning was out. No. And so it was like so hot. Oh, the no. world was like shutting down. <laughs> and, you know, just too much stress, too much anxiety. And my body just was like... It, it's time. It's go time. Yeah. And so, um, cool story about my boys, though. They are both born on, they were both born on Fridays. Yeah. And they were both born at 348. Oh, wow. 
Both of them. That. Isn't that cool? Amazing. Um, and both born by the same doctor. Amazing. So she was not my planned doctor. She yeah. was just who was on call because I was in full labor with C and there was, I mean, he was just coming. Yeah. And so um, with C, C was a little different. So, um, you know, they set me up for my C-section. Obviously, I knew I was having one. Um, I go in and um, everything was normal. It was it was fine. Um and they go to pull him out, and he went, what? And stopped. Nothing. Mm. Silence. Mm. And I'm like, you know, if you've had a C-section, you know. Uh, and if you've not, if you've ever had a surgery, just imagine having a surgery, but then being completely awake. Yeah. And so they're, like, digging in the middle half of your body, but then they're also, like, pulling a child out of you. It's super Along weird. with your organs. And they give you this, you know, paralytic. So, like, you're kind of paralyzed from, like, the diaphragm down. Yeah. And I... But you're cognitively completely there. Yeah. And so I'm like laying there and he starts screaming and then stops. And I, I'm like looking around, I'm strapped to this table and I'm like, um, why is he crying? Yeah. And I could just hear all the like bustle, 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 but like people moving around. It's like, why isn't he crying? Why isn't he crying? Why isn't he crying? Why isn't he crying? And my sweet husband's like, it's okay. Everything's okay. Everything's okay. Um, he had what's called delayed breathing. Okay. And so what happens is, is they come out and they like scare themselves. So. Oh, what? That is so sad. So sad. And so he like heard himself screaming and care. then it made him stop breathing. Yeah. And so he didn't breathe for 90 seconds. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, and so they, they actually, we didn't get to hold him immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to wait until they brought him to our room and it was kind of a miracle because they said it was going to be six hours and it ended up being so short, like so nightmare. short, oh my but gosh. we, neither one of us got to like hold yeah. this baby. Yeah. Um, and to kind of like to wrap it all up. You know, I had this C-section, I mean, I had this miscarriage and then um, that baby was actually planned. That baby would have been um, 14 months younger than C. Yeah. So that was also planned. Yes. Um, And then that didn't, you know, happen. And so I actually got pregnant. um, C and B are 18 months apart. Yeah. So I got pregnant pretty quick after my miscarriage. And um, my pregnancy with B was such a cluster. Um, so many health issues, so many things just popping up everywhere. And, um, I was 37 weeks exactly. And I was actually having, um, a uterine abruption, like where I had had C-sec prior C-section. Oh, yes. I remember my, this. like something was pulling away from my actual oh, body. My and um, they found out after they delivered B that if they had waited, both her and I could have died. And you were advised to not, and not I, do it again. No. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And yeah. so baby B is my fin- finale. She's the bookend. She is the bookend. Yeah. And so, you know, I talk about wanting more babies, but. She's and Kara been... tries to convince me to have more babies. All I mean, the time. I, I really will try to convince anybody to have yes. babies. I just love, yes. I love, yes. love, love babies. Yes. But my delivery with baby B was pretty seamless. normal. Yeah. It was pretty seamless. Yeah. Um, and it was pretty, pretty much what you yeah. would expect. Now, my piece of advice, if you want to go natural, yeah, would be to hire a doula. Ooh, yes. Yeah. So good. Okay, so I know that kind of, like, maybe a little bit, like... Wait, just 
for people, not everybody really knows what a doula is. Right. So a doula is a birthing partner. Yes. Uh, someone you hire to basically be your advocate. Okay. Because when you are giving birth, you are in a lot of pain. Okay, especially if you're giving birth naturally. You're in a lot of pain. You're a little bit stressed. You're not thinking rationally. And if these doctors are making choices for you, you don't know what's happening, up, down, sideways, this doula has a sound mind and can make decisions for you from previous conversations you've had with them. And they know your wishes. Yes. Okay. So also someone who can apply pressure when needed, talk you through contractions, the list goes on. So like an informed coach kind of. Yes, coach. Very good. Okay. Priceless. Okay, I don't care how much a doula costs. Save the money and do it. Okay, totally priceless. Would do it again a million times. Um, also, uh, prepare your husband for what a potential natural birth might look like. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. So, Josh is a champ. Okay, he is a contraction back, back labor professional. This is why it's important to have a doula because they can take turns. Mm. So the next day, the first my first birth, I did not have a doula. And the next day, Josh could not hold MG because his arms were like noodles from, from massaging oh, me through my contractions. Oh my okay, so doula, very important. Yeah. Um, that would be probably my number one piece of advice for a natural birth. Oh my god! And to gosh. focus. Yeah. And to focus. Find your focus. Yes. So, so So important. good. Yeah. I think, um, no matter what kind of birth you have, yeah. I think just allowing your plan to be held loosely. Yeah. And, you know, you can do all the planning you want in the whole world. Yeah. But your body's going to do what your body does. Yeah. And medically Our- you do what's necessary for you. Yes. And, um, well, here's the thing. A lot of people don't know for people who are, are able to give a vaginal birth, your body will naturally expel for you. Yeah. You really don't even have to push. And I didn't know that before because I happened at an epidural and they're telling me to push. Yeah. Whereas the second natural birth, my body, I could feel myself expelling naturally. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Well, your body, again, your body is created to do that. Yes. That is what... God created your body to do. Yes. And, you know, if you can't medically, if there's some reason, like, you're not broken. That's, you, everybody's different. You just, yeah. you know, physically we have different things. Yeah. Um, But, you know, the whole goal is just healthy human. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is, that's the goal of, you know, birth, healthy human. Amen. And so I, I think, you know, no matter what your birth story is, like, we actually would really love to hear it. Oh, we would love to hear your birth story. Like maybe yours is totally, totally different than ours. Yeah. Maybe somebody gave you a ton of information up front yeah. and you were well prepared for what you were going to experience. Um, maybe you had something crazy happen to you in, you know, your birth. Or maybe you had a V-back. Like, yeah. I would love Ooh. to hear a story about a good V-back. Yes. Um, because... Birth after cesarean. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But, you know, there are positive and negatives to both. Sure. And, and you have to do what's best for you and your family. I mean, honestly, like, if you want to know a positive thing about a C-section is nobody comes through <laughs> your lower half. So, wait, you don't have to use a water bottle after you pee for no, six no, weeks? No, no, you still have to use a water bottle. <laughs> but um, nobody comes out of that area. Yeah. And so all of the things stay the same Yes, size, so, okay, shape, so what you're saying is you don't pee, you don't pee when you jump on a trampoline? I mean, not really. Okay, because no. I do. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> or like, or when you sneeze? No, <laughs> no. I mean, you can have like loss of bladder control no matter how you deliver, but Amen. like, I mean, my yeah. my stuff stayed pretty good for you. You know, yeah. taken care of. Yeah, but like, 
I, you know, I think if you want to know a positive about a season, and you can plan it most of the it's time. It's planned. Who doesn't love a good and plan? And if you're a planner, if you're a type A. I mean, I am a type A and I am a planner, yeah. but I would have been like, listen. Yeah. Okay, baby, we're coming now. Like, yeah. if I had been able to deliver naturally. Yeah. But um, the reason that we're sharing this is because this is a journey. Like, it's a, it's a sisterhood. It's a journey. Yeah. We absolutely love doing life together. We yeah. love to hear about stories and about experiences and... yeah. Different experiences than our own. And you know what? Maybe you've never experienced birth and maybe you can't experience birth. I have several friends yeah. who have walked the journey of adoption. Yes. And it's beautiful. And we'd love to hear those stories I too. Would love we were to hear just those talking um, earlier today about somebody who we think adopted a baby. Yeah. And I think it's wonderful. And tell the shout it from the rooftops. Amen. Because we want to know about it. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's all beautiful. <laughs> You're beautiful. Oh, so are you. <laughs> Y'all, this has been the Wild Sisterhood Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Tune in next time. This has been the Wild Sisterhood Podcast. We love hearing from our listeners. You can find us on Instagram at the Wild Sisterhood Podcast or reach us through email at thewildsisterhoodpc at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Bye.